This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 30th of August. In your squiz today, Serena's final US Open. Albanese marks 100 days in office. The latest retail stats and an unusual emotional support animal. This is your Squiz Today. The US Open tennis tournament has started, and if you're a tennis fan like me, it's a bit like Christmas. And while we will, of course, be cheering on the Aussies, there's a huge focus on Serena Williams this year. The tournament is set to be the tennis legend's last one ever as she evolves away from the sport. So in light of that, Claire, we thought we'd take a look at one of the greatest tennis players of all time. She's almost 41 years old, and her life story, of course, is pretty epic. There's movies and documentaries and books and there's been endless coverage of her upbringing and her career. Uh, She's been a professional player for 27 years. She's racked up 23 Grand Slam singles titles. That's one fewer than Australia's Margaret Court who played in the 1960s and 70s. Uh, Williams has been playing in what they call the open era of tennis which is much more competitive than Court's time and that's why Williams is considered one of the greatest tennis players of all time. She's been world number one for 319 weeks during her career, uh, but in recent times she's struggled to overcome injuries, uh, and that's why she goes into this US Open unseeded. She's ranked 413th in the world, and she's only won one match since June last year. So fingers crossed for her. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of people cheering her on. Her singles career has, of course, been exceptional, but she's also set records in her doubles career with sister Venus. Off the court, she's married to Alexis Ohanian, who co-founded Reddit. They've got a daughter, Olympia, together. But she's got plenty of interests to keep her busy. Tell us some things we might not know about her, Claire. Uh, She studied to become a nail technician back in (laughs) 2010. Uh, That's not likely, though, to feature in her new career. She's actually set up a fairly sophisticated venture company that's looking to give funding to new businesses and entrepreneurs. So that's what's on the cards for her next. Uh, Also interesting to look back on Williams' uh, partnership with Nike, which has been almost 20 years long. Uh, The company recently opened a new building on its global headquarters campus in Oregon. It's absolutely massive and has had lots of write-ups in the architecture publications. It's a really impressive building. Uh, And just looking back too at her partnership with her sister Venus uh, in doubles Grand Slams, they've won 14 titles together. That places them second in the open era, Uh, but they have a 14 to nil winning record when it comes to those finals and that is unmatched. Yeah, it's a pretty incredible career overall. She will be on centre court this morning at 9am our time, taking on Danka Kovinic in front of around 25,000 fans. Whatever happens, she will also be teaming up with Venus to have a crack at the doubles as well. Plenty of people cheering her on. There are some calling this year's US Open the Festival of Serena. 
To Aussie politics and Prime Minister Anthony Albanese marked his first 100 days in office with an address at the National Press Club yesterday. It was called Building a Better Australia. He took the chance to highlight some of his achievements in those first three months, but also outline where his government's focus will be. Yeah, he's promised to concentrate on policies for women, uh, also childcare, energy and skills. Uh, Also, the vibe is really moving from that post-pandemic recovery phase to what he calls reform and renewal. Uh, He's highlighted a long list of achievements from his first three months. Uh, He says that includes restoring relationships in the Asia-Pacific region and also bedding in that more ambitious climate change target. Uh, And the big thing as to what's next is the Jobs and Skills Summit, which we will talk about uh, as we get to the back end of this week. It's kicking off on Thursday and runs across Friday. We've got a squeeze shortcut on it too because it's quite a complicated thing that takes a bit of unpicking. Uh, But what Albanese says is, despite having all of these things that are on the to-do list, uh, it's not going to be smooth sailing. There's lots of challenges ahead. Yeah, he says the job of reform is never done, so there's that reform word again. As you say, we'll have a shortcut out on the Jobs and Skills Summit. Stand by for that on Thursday. To the courts and the judge will today hand down his verdict on whether former teacher Chris Dawson murdered his wife Lynette. Thanks to the Teacher's Pet podcast, this has been one of the most high profile unsolved cases in Australia's history, Claire. Yeah, Lynette Dawson went missing 40 years ago uh, and since then there have been coronial inquests, there have been ongoing investigations uh, and as you say, it really was that podcast that put it back uh, on the radar and into this trial. So today's verdict has been much anticipated not only by many, many Australians but by Lynette Dawson's family. If he is convicted, he could spend the rest of his life in jail. If he's acquitted, he will of course go free. That verdict will come out today, so there'll be plenty more to come on this one. The Australian Bureau of Statistics has released the latest retail sales figures. And while the rising cost of living is a very hot topic right now, Australians are still out there spending, Claire. Yeah, and that is a bit of a surprise. What they came in uh, for July, that number was 1.3%, an increase uh, on the previous month. Uh, What the experts were anticipating was a 0.3% percent increase. So it's quite a bit bigger than what they were expecting. Uh, When you look at the total of it, Australians spent $34.7 billion at retailers last month. Uh, The biggest gains were made in department stores, also clothing, people updating their wardrobes. I know I've bought a few things because the daggy (laughs) tracksuit pants and (laughs) getting out of the COVID lifestyle (laughs) has been something that we've been needing to do. Uh, Also dining out at cafes and restaurants a bit more. And while the official figures point to some confidence in the economy, it's unlikely to do anything to take the foot uh, off the accelerator of those interest rate hikes. Yeah, experts say that the Reserve Bank's board isn't likely to be put off from hiking them when it meets next week. We could be getting ready for another 0.5% increase to 2.35%. 
To Brazil for this story, an Indigenous man thought to be the last of his tribe has died after resisting contact with any outsiders for decades. He was known as Indigenous Man of the Whole. A sad story, this one, Claire. It is because it comes with decades of attacks uh, on his people that meant he was the only, uh, certainly what they believe, the only man of his tribe left. His body was discovered last week lying in a hammock. He was covered in macaw feathers. Uh, There were no signs of violence and what experts say is that the feathers really indicate that he knew that he was going to die. There will be an autopsy so they can determine his cause of death. It's really interesting to read that there are somewhere between 235 and 300 remaining tribes in the region. Um, Many of those have had very little contact with the outside world. I'll pop links to this story in your episode notes if you want to take a read. Now, when you think of an emotional support animal, you're probably generally picturing a dog. Every now and then you might see an emotional support duck pop up on a plane in a news story. But an emotional support alligator is a whole other thing, Claire. Yep. Who can forget Daniel Taduckan Stinkerbutt? That's right. (laughs) He was a bit of a favourite of ours some years ago. I know your fondness for emotional support ducks. But yes, Wally the alligator has made an appearance in Philadelphia. Uh, What his owner says is that he's an alligator that doesn't bite. He's very affectionate uh, and he makes an interesting bedfellow. Yeah, he says he sleeps with me, steals my pillows, steals my blankets. He's just awesome. That sounds like... Like the opposite of an awesome bedfellow to me. I like to keep my own covers on. Thank you very much. Uh, but as for his emotional support credentials, he provided comfort for him as he underwent radiation treatment for cancer. There's an emotional support animal out there for everyone, Claire. <laughs> Squiz the day. What are you taking note of today? Oh, look, I'll be watching the tennis this morning as much as I can. I reckon Serena's playing, as you say, at about nine o'clock this morning. Yeah, followed by a couple of Aussies, Tanasi Kokonakis and Nick Kyrgios take on each other at 10.15. So whatever happens, an Aussie will get through. So that's something. It is also International Cabernet Sauvignon Day. If you need a reason to raise a glass of red tonight, there you go. Oh, like a cab sav. Like a cab sav, Claire. Yep, that goes okay. It goes all right that gets the tick that's all from us today have a good one we will be back with you tomorrow